Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You are listening to the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast. Sam Lubman and Joe Shazzy coming at you every week with all the best Giants content, part of the Odyssey Sports Network. Make sure you're liking, rating, reviewing, subscribing, sharing, passing this podcast around, telling everybody you ever met to come listen to the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast. Now, as I did mention, Farhan Zaidi did speak to the media on Friday night. It was the end of the first half availability, so we all crammed into the back of uh, in this office in the back of the press box, and I made sure to take the, the seat right across from him so I can look him directly in the eye when I asked him these questions. And yeah, he spoke to us for a, a good 30 minutes. And when we were not asking him questions about the uh, baseball draft, which, uh, by the way, uh, we had a little breaking news before this podcast started, Bryce Eldridge out of uh, what was it, Madison High School in Virginia, was drafted by the Giants. 6'7", 223 pounds. He's a two-way player. And second year in a row, Shasky, that the Giants have taken a two-way player in the first round of the draft. Who needs Shohei Otani when you just go out and recreate your own, right? What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? I, look, we'll see. I mean, he looks the part. Uh, high schooler. You know, I, I, I liked what they've got, the upside, but... We'll see in four years. We'll see in four years when he makes up triple A. I'll be honest. One thing that I want us not to do for the rest of this year, because it just feels like a pipe dream. Can we not discuss Otani to the Giants? I mean, it's going to happen, but I'm with you. Uh, I've already made it clear how I think that that saga is going to end. So the the less time we spend on it, I think the better. But so, yeah, Farhan was, you know, I did ask Farhan just kind of, you know, going into year five, he's got – let me see if I can find there we go. He's, we're in year five. He's only got the one playoff appearance. This year's playoff appearance is far from guaranteed. I asked him if he's feeling a little bit of extra pressure to make the playoffs this year, and this is what he had to say. I don't really look at it that way. I just look at every season as one in which we expect to be there. So I'm not paying attention to that as much as I am what's happening this season, what our expectations are. So kind of poo-pooed it a little bit, and that's kind of, I think, a very political answer. You know, you're not going to he's he's not going to he's not a guy who's going to sit there and be like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sweating bullets trying to make the playoffs this year. Um, but at the same time, you know, we can sweat bullets for him and ask in, about him making the playoffs this year. Shasky, how much pressure should he be on right now to be making the playoffs right now? A lot. No, I mean, I like this is this is a hundred and eighty million dollar payroll. And if you didn't have the youngsters contributions, I think you would be really in, in danger right now. No. No, absolutely. I mean, I guess you could say, you know, he's lucky that the young guys are kind of here to to make this team better. But at the same time, like, I don't say I'd say lucky. I mean, he drafted these guys, you know, specifically so they could show up and contribute to this team like this. So, I mean, when you kind of judge the season as a failure versus success, I mean, obviously there's pressure to make the playoffs. I think that he puts that pressure on himself when he says that every year we expect to make the playoffs. But at the same time, I don't know. Is GM ever going to say realistically we don't expect to make the playoffs? I mean, I'm not talking Probably about not. like, yeah, no, no one's, you know, even David Force is going to say, you know, the, the goal is to make the playoffs here. The expectation is to make the playoffs and not making the playoffs is a failure. I guess, you know, I want to look at this another way. If the Giants don't make the playoffs and we chalk this up as a failure to Farhan, 
What does that mean for Farhan? Because I feel like so many people are quick to the whole, you know, oh, I'm not getting what I want. Time to fire him and start over. I don't think that if the Giants do fall apart this year and don't make the playoffs, I don't think anyone in that in the Giants ownership in that front office is going to be thinking about making a replacement here. So if the Giants do kind of stumble and we do chalk this up as a failure, what does that what are we supposed to make a Farhan then in that situation if you can't fire him? Let me ask you this. Has he been successful? I guess it depends on how you would Has, define no, that no, 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 no. Don't skirt around it and try to make the answer yes. I'm asking right. yes or no. In terms of a purely wins and losses. Are and they closer the to a World Series today than when he took over the GM spot way back when? I can I unequivocally say that when the 49ers hired John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, they're closer to a Super Bowl today than they were back then. Yes, you could definitely say that. I'll say this because I think I don't know if those answers are the same, though. Has he been successful? I don't think you could say he has. Okay. In that you've had the one great season, a historic season that was kind of built on the backs of great years from the Brandons and Buster Posey core. And yeah, the old core, you, I mean, you could credit Farhan and his system for bringing that performance out of them. If you want overall though. Yeah. you got to give him credit for that overall though. I would say no. Now to answer the other question, are the giants close to a world series now than when he arrived? I would say yes, because Shasky and I say this over and over again, People refuse to admit just how down bad the Giants were at the end of 2018. I never say, you know, oh, they were a 500 team for most of the year. Yeah, and then they absolutely fell apart in September, and we saw what that team really was. When, And this is kind of why you know I, I am willing to ride things out with Farhan a little bit more, and that is because you know the Gi- it was just such a bad situation when he got here, and his vision was more or less, let's not build up a one-time winning team. It's we need to build up something that's consistently going to win for year in and year out for a long, long, long period of time. Well, I mean, he's never led a team like he has with the Giants before. The only real success he's been a part of is what he helped establish with the Dodgers. No, but I'm saying, has he done that with the Giants? I don't think he's done that yet. No, because when he arrived here in 2019, who was the most major league ready prospect the Giants had? I don't yeah, know. You can't think of anybody. The most major league prospect they probably had was Brian Reynolds, but he was yeah, already but, doing things for the, for but, the Pirates. Sam, Sam, there's many ways to construct a team. I think we're hyper-focused on the draft because they haven't traded anybody away for five years. Like, who is the most significant prospect that they've moved off of in their own top 10 system um, in, in his time? What's the most bold thing that he's done? I mean, they haven't really traded prospects, but I think part of that is because, I mean, Caleb Killian's the biggest prospect they've moved. And uh, now it's for Chris Bryant, which we all lauded that move. Yeah, he was like the 11th yeah. prospect in their system. Yeah, I, think, I think he had cracked a top 10 or something like that in some rankings. But the point is, I think the reason they haven't done that is because they just, when you're trying to build something sustainable from the ground up, you don't, you don't deal your prospects away when you're trying to do that. And now I'm sure some people would like, you know, do the Dave Dombrowski thing where you come in and just throw oodles and oodles of cash at a bunch of free agents and maybe you win a World Series. But you look at what Dave Dombrowski's done. Sure, he's had success. He had success with the Marlins. He had success with the Tigers. He had success with the Red Sox. Look what happened to all those teams after he left. The Marlins, granted, they're the Marlins, so I'll move off that. The Tigers, they're still trying to dig themselves out of the hole that they he drafted left. number three look today. At, 
Yeah, and look at look at uh, the Red Sox. You know, the Red Sox have been in such a mismanaged mess that they had to give Mookie Betts to the Dodgers just to punish us even more. So it's I don't want a guy who comes in and let's just spend a bunch of money on free agents and hope what happens. Because then what's going to happen is eventually those free agents are going to stop playing well, and you're going to have like you know seven eight years of absolute wreckage you're going to have to sift through. I don't want that. What Farhan's doing is what he's trying to come in is building up a self-sustainable success template to where it's just year after year after year, you're cranking out these young guys who become great baseball players. The problem is that takes a long time to do. And I know people don't have the patience for that. And I do think that 2019 was kind of a lost year for them. They That draft, it just, it's gone nowhere. That set them back. They failed to do any sort of meaningful development of their of their farm system during the pandemic. Now, you could say the pandemic was an excuse. I look at it as some teams were able to make something out of it. Some teams weren't. The Giants were a team that was not able to make anything out of it. So you basically lost two years of development if you're the Giants. Got off to a bad start. But I still believe that the core principles are there. The strategy is there. If they keep committing to it, eventually they're going to have to get there. And so it's... It's not a, it's not a pretty process. It's not a it's not a quick process, but so you're it, saying law of averages, they will finally be good. I do think that the approach that they're taking will. I mean, what other options do you really have right now? If the option is build a consistent winner through your farm system or do what the Phillies do, what like who would you rather be? The Dodgers, Astros and Braves or like the Phillies, Mets, and Yankees. If you, which group, which, you know, those two groups, what would you rather have the Giants be a part of? You know, of course you want to, everyone wants to be the Astros, but like, all I'm saying is, is like, we just need one of these guys to sustain. Like right now, Patrick Bailey has sustained his excellence, which mm-hmm. is awesome. Um, he's hitting like, oh, like 80 points higher than he has, like any point, 60 points mm-hmm. higher than he has at any point in the minor league system, which is incredible. And he's doing it at the major league level. Uh, we need Matos to to sustain at the big league level. You need Schmidt to sustain. And then they need another wave of guys to come through, right? Like really, I, I, I in my view, you need four everyday players to be young within their first year or two playing on the big league club every single day together. You need realistically two young studs in that rotation at the same time. You know what I mean? Like that's, yeah. these are the benchmarks for me. And we're just, we're not there yet. Yeah. And I think that's the problem is just the fact that the fact that we aren't there yet is the frustrating part. Now, uh, you know, it's Bonte said in our, our, our text thread the other day, you know, how long does this rebuild take? And <laughs> you look at some of the other teams that were like when the giants bottom out in 2017, you know, I looked at some of the other teams that were also bad that year. Braves. You got the Tigers. They're a lost cause right now. Uh, the White Sox, they had a moment, but they're a lost cause right now. Um, the Royals, they're still lost in the wilderness right now. You know, the Orioles, they figured it out. Would we have accepted three straight 110 lost seasons, though, as Giants Why fans? not? Why not? Because I think you, you can – I think part of it is ownership wouldn't accept that because in Baltimore – who are you competing with for attention? Who are no the, one. Who if, you're are the, the if you're in the Bay Area, with? though, you're competing for influence with the Niners, with the Warriors. You got a hockey team that people might want to care yeah, about. Yeah, those more. May tickets to to, to Niner, you know, practices. Come on, I mean, come on. Really, really, is that what you're doing? I mean, like, we we couldn't accept a hundred loss season right before Will Clark came up. They had a hundred loss season, and no one gave a rip. I think it's it's the only hundred loss season in franchise history. And yeah, I think yeah, you you I think there's something to be said about wanting to 
at least put try to put out it's kind of like the whole thing is like i don't care if you're going to strike out at least swing the bat okay I get, I get that point that's my thing Damn. I look there's at no nobility there's no nobility in being 81 and 81 like there's just not that's an unsuccessful know, but, season but i think there's some a level of shame in having a hundred loss season that's just my personal belief as a fan i do want to play a couple more cuts though before okay. we get out of here it's gonna take the record for our longest episode yet um I was a little bit, you know, not in a great mood Friday night after listening to Farhan. And part of it is because of what he said right here. A lot's been talked about with our starting pitching. I I think we have a lot of depth there. If we have, uh, you know, some of that group, I mean, obviously Cobb and Webb have done a nice job at the front of the rotation. We have a lot of guys that we think are capable of filling the middle and back of the rotation. And obviously we've got Stripling going tonight, Alex Wood, Sean Mania, these guys we expect better of going forward. And I think we've seen some positive signs with all those guys. Obviously the younger pitchers, Sean Jelly and Keaton Wynn, and even Tristan Beck are all options to start games for us. So if you're talking about kind of a front of rotation arm that becomes available, I think every team with playoff aspirations is going to have interest. You can always fit that. But I don't really see us adding starting rotation depth because we like the guys that we have in that category. So what part of that comment do you think my head dropped? <laughs> you tell me because I want to hear. Well, I, give, give me your, your hottest scorching take here. What? Why? Are I you just so, when I heard him say what he don't does. When I hear him say we don't anticipate to add starting pitching depth and we like the guys we have, it's just like, what are we watching far on? It's like, this is the things where it's just like, you said, you know, when I text you that, Every time Farhan speaks, he loses me. At this point, I'm kind of there too. It's been every time he talks, it seems like in the last eight months, it's just like, dude, come on, really? Like, so at this point, I don't care what Farhan says anymore. I need results. So you know what? If the goal is the playoffs this year, is the goal is to take some of the strain off the bullpen, go out and get me an arm. I am down for a Lucas Giolito, Tim Anderson package. I am absolutely down for Marcus Stroman. I have been down for Stroman for like two or three years being on this team. Don't give me this whole, we like what we have. Maybe we can figure it out thing. Like let's throw us a bone here, Farhan. I know that we're trying to build us up the right way, but come on, give us something right now. I'm surprised that you're finally coming over to my side of the table. Oh no, I'm not coming over your side of the table. I'm just simply, uh, Letting it be known that I need to see a little bit more from Farhan. I still believe in him long term. I just the, the guy. You really think that Farhan's can can hang? A, will be holding a World Series trophy one day. You really think he's gonna? Uh, the, the commissioner Rob Manfred's gonna turn to Farhan Zaidi and hand him a World Series trophy. I'm asking I, you sincerely. Truth I serum. certainly think it's possible. And he's just going to giggle. Ah, well, you know, we, we didn't realize that the No, it's it's certainly possible. I mean, listen, I mean, in 2009, if I asked that question about Brian Sabian, how confidently would you say yes? I would have said to you, oh, well, the dude was on the precipice of winning one in 2002. It Again, but then in 2009, if I said, is the was 2002 the closest we're ever going to get? Look, look, we you all know, wanted – we all is, here, we my, all my, wanted Sabian to go at certain points in time. There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. But you know what? The guy won in a variety of ways. He developed his own. He signed free agents. He traded for guys. He did a lot of random things to try to create a team that could win. He didn't just hoard draft picks and then they were have no value. For example, Joey Bart. Joey Bart should be moved at the deadline. Joey Bart's not going to, he's not going to jump in front of Patrick Bailey. He doesn't have a spot on this team. Maybe he has a spot elsewhere. 
move them. Yeah. No, actually, was my last point I was going to ask you was that, you know, one of the last things that he would ask is, you know, Joey Bart's future. So I guess I, I won't play the cut because I didn't upload it. It looks like it didn't go in. But uh, yeah, Joey Bart, the next time he takes a, an at-bat at a big league, uh, in a big league stadium, what uniform is do you think is he wearing? Is he wearing a Giants uniform or is he wearing one of the other 29 uniforms? Mariners. They love trading with the Mariners. So I'm going to go do. Mariners. <laughs> I would, again, I think Bart could be, an interesting pa- part of any sort of trade package. Maybe he goes to the White Sox. Maybe they somehow Ooh. figure out a way to uh, get him. Because again, I-, I mentioned that Giolito Tim Anderson package. I would be down for that. I think both those guys would do well for a change of scenery. Maybe include Bart, someone else. Maybe include like to try and do some salary matching, throw some stripling or a Manaya in there to try and make the numbers work. I definitely think that's possible, but. I definitely don't. I feel very safe in saying that outside of an injury, knocking on wood, we've seen Joey Bart taken at bat yeah. in a Giants uniform for the last time. I'm with you. All right, two quick ones to end. Uh, next episode, can I unveil my top 26? If you're doing a 26 man team, okay, because that's what the teams are these days 26 man teams of my favorite Giants during my lifetime, which is the last 40 years. Absolutely. All right, Definitely down to do that. All right, I have the roster. I have the management. Uh, I have the three. I have uh, first base and third base coach, and the and the manager. And then I've got to pick the uniform as well. I will do all of those things. Ooh. But one last question before we got the dough. I'm mm-hmm. going to say B plus. What's your letter grade for the first half? I'm going to go a very very solid B. No plus, no minus, just the letter B. Why? Because I think having the youngsters actually shows some promise. Casey Schmidt for three weeks carried this team. Patrick Bailey for like the last couple of weeks had carried this team before recently. Um, Even Matos was a shot in the arm that they absolutely needed. Duvall has carried this team at times. J.D. Davis in acquisition has carried this team at times. Wade carried this team. Like there are a lot of great stories going on here. So that's why I go B plus. I would go B only because, again, the starting rotation does concern me right now. And I do think if the Giants do fade in the second half, it's going to be because the starting rotation fell apart and the bullpen kind of ran out of gas trying to pick up that that uh, slack there. Uh, I think it's a B because as great as the young guys started, they have faded a little bit. I would like to see them pick up a little bit as well. And honestly, it's a B because as good as I think this lineup is, there's going to be times where it's going to go dry and it's going to be very frustrating. And there really is no dude in this lineup who's going to just kind of his performance is going to wake everybody up. You know, someone it's, it's this whole, someone has to step up thing. It works, but and it was cute and fun in 2021. It's been fun this year. At some point though, somebody has to be that dude in the lineup. I mean, I I'd love to give that title to like JD Davis or Michael Conforto, but that's just not the kind of type of player they are at the matter. At the end of the day, Eventually, I would say that Patrick Bailey or Luis Matos can be that dude. Maybe one day it's Vaughn Brown. Maybe one day it's Grant McRae. Maybe one day it's Elliot Ramos. But yeah, and this is the where the whole you know you need that star debate comes from. We can get into that another day. But it's just the lineup at times leaves me wanting a little bit more. Of course. And so that's why I would give it with a B. So this has been the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast, setting a record for the longest episode so far we've ever done. But hey, it's the end of the first half, so what better time to do it? We will be back later this week to preview the second half of the Giants season, as well as unveil Shasky's all-time Giants roster. And I got a roster of my own that I'm going to be working on that I want to unveil that is – 
not going to be as, as, as maybe fun as yours, but I definitely think we'll get some laughs out of it. So there's that's what we call a tease, folks. So until then, we will see you on the next one.